one of the, the, the greatest gifts my dad gave me was um, was he, at a very early age, I remember my dad telling me to, to think for myself and how much value original thought has. And, you know, you should have opinions on things. And, you know, it's okay that, that if your opinion on something differs from somebody else's and you don't want to kind of look like the rest of the pack, you know, et cetera. And uh, I think from early on, I think the three of us like really kind of understood that that life was was meant to be lived, um, you know, with a machete in your hand, chopping through the jungle, you know, and and choosing which direction you want to go and, and actually, you know, experiencing the consequences of making the wrong decisions. And, you know, that was another thing. We weren't really sheltered from a lot of, you know, there wasn't like a fallback plan. It was just, you know, we dealt with all the consequences that we got ourselves into. And I can tell you, I got into a lot of, you know, <laughs> trouble, but, uh, but I think now looking back, you know, I'm really appreciate it, uh, appreciative of it, of it because it, it's, you know, obviously it's, it's made, you know, you're kind of programmed pretty fully baked by the time you're five or six years old. And, Welcome back to another episode of Men of Fours. Today I'm recapping my interview with Cameron Duty. Uh, man, just that quote alone, I could sit here and harp on, and uh, which I probably will. That's the reason why I put it up there. Uh, and you can hear that full quote if you go back to episode 74 and um, listen to that interview. It's very early on. It's around uh, minute five. Uh, and it's just, yeah, there's something about that you could just want, you know, knowing Cameron, especially in college, knowing uh, and then hearing more of his story, more of what he's been doing, um, building bellhops as well as helping other startups and that mindset. It's, uh, yeah, it was just easy to see why he is where he is. Um, that mindset, that cultivating of that environment in his thinking as well as in his behaviors, that thinking that led to and that that training ground he found growing up is so fascinating to me. Um, and I very much relate in that when I finally started giving myself the permission to fail, to try things out. Like he said, machete in hand. Um, you know, there's just so much to... You know, the being willing, having that mindset to just like continue to fall forward. Um, if any of y'all have checked out my Instagram or listened to this podcast, that's a constant theme throughout my guests. A lot of things, what I quote, when I quote them or put on quotes that I just hear, like the best form of success is those are willing to fall forward, to make mistakes, learn from them, move forward, don't overanalyze. Don't constantly live in that fear of failure. Don't try to avoid the pain, the anxiety of failure, but actually embrace it, learn from it, move forward. Um, you know, that took me probably a long time. I probably was probably 29 or 30 to really, um, really embrace that. Uh, I had a great mentor in Andy Mason. Um, y'all could check him out at Authentic Solutions. Dot com. Uh, Andy runs a, a you know a nonprofit as well called uh, Heaven in Business, mentoring leaders, you know, and that that's you know being in hit the space with him really um, 
if any of y'all know my story, that was so valuable for me because I finally felt the permission just not having to be perfect. Um, you know, because I wasn't perfect, I was I would hide a lot in many situations. Um, I, you know, in relationships, whether it was in work, um, friendship, I mean, just in, across the board, when you're afraid of failure, you're not willing to really live in the truth. You're not willing to show your true self. Um, you're not willing to embrace the chaos that is life. Life is chaotic. And we find ways to bring order in that chaos, but that's only by embracing the chaos. And the desire to live in that freedom, not only like as we Cameron got into and talked about uh, financial freedom and eating what you kill and having that driver in your life of just living that freedom and wanting a life by your own terms, that truly comes from a mental approach before it is a material and physical reality. It starts in your mind and your heart of really desiring that and being the willingness to step in environments that are unsure. And as much as I probably wanted that at a very young age, I just didn't know how to go get it. I didn't know how to think that way. And, um, you know, my adult life has been that training ground. Um, in many ways, I'm, I'm very jealous of him for ha- feeling like he had that permission at a young age. Um, that he had someone sit next to him and just kind of say, "Hey, you got to have original thought. You got to be against the trend to some degree." I, and I think I, you know, I think like a lot of us, we grew up in environments where it was like, "Hey, stay the course. Do what the person in front of you is doing. Don't step out of line, and think it'll go well with you. You'll be a good person. You'll have a good life. Uh, no one will be mad at you." And that's just not the truth. I think everyone that we truly admire had their own original thought. I think there is, there, there's no doubt about my mind, like we got to have staples in our life of good things that we do on a regular basis that is good, good things. But if we come, those become like, in a lot of ways, religious, they become the, like we have to do it or we're going to, you know, end up in the gutter somewhere. Um, live in this fear-based mentality of what happens if we don't do these things. Um, like be a nice person or, um, you know, all these different staples we have in our society, whether you're part of a religious society or even a non-religious one. We all have them. We all have these ideas that this is what you're supposed to do, and I deserve something if I do this, and that's just nonsense. To truly live that open-handed, childlike approach to your life is so valuable and healthy as an individual that you then it cultivates in other people. Um, you know, and that's something, you know, I think, you know, if you, if y'all, I you highly recommend going and checking out Cameron's Instagram page. Um, it's Cam, yeah, Cam Duty. Uh, you know, he's, he's doing the same thing that he, he grew up with. He's doing that with his daughters. He's trying to create that in his new business. Um, in brick, Brickyard, if you go to you can go to his website, justlaybrick.com, he, you know, there's a little blurb about it, what he's trying to do. It's like burning the ships behind you and keep moving forward. You just got to learn by doing, learn by failure. You make mistakes, you get feedback, and you keep growing and you keep learning. But if we kind of sit there and isolate and, uh, and put ourselves in a hole and think, oh, I'm going to just be okay 
and and everything's going to go well with me and I'll wake up I'll come out of the hole every now and then and and reap the rewards of being in the hole <laughs> or or just doing the same thing every day it just doesn't work like that and I think we all have different personalities and things that definitely fit a more structured environment than others um but I think you got to take Cameron's words to heart and really find that value and original thought uh, standing out from the pack, having opinions that are different from others, um, you know, and, and really valuing that that part of yourself. And it doesn't mean that person, you know, everyone has to agree with you, but it means you're willing to be different. You're willing to think differently. And how better are we are as people, as a community, as uh, country, communities, families, different groups, because when we value those things, when we value that in others. Um, I know I've learned, like, like, there's just the whole concept of, you know, I keep hitting on it, and y'all may think I'm hammering this like a drum, but the, the word exposure always stands out to me. It's like we got to expose ourselves to different people, places, and things. You know, uh, when we experience people that have different um upbrings in us with different backgrounds different skin color um different uh religious experiences different churches uh just grew up in different environments homes uh different places in in the u.s and even the world we then when we're exposed to that we, we our gaze begins to widen and we can take the good things and we can learn to, to have discernments you know chew up the meat and spit up the bones, and then we are able to use that for our benefit and the benefit of then our people of our similar background and culture. We can actually give and then as well as give back to others. It's just, it makes life so much more fun, so much more open-handed. <clears throat> you know, I have the core belief that all truth is God's truth. Not all wisdom is new wisdom. Like, we need to go... <laughs> Find, like being around think people that that just have different different experiences go to different places and experience different things just awakens so much of our mind to then be healthier live more free less isolated less living in our little silos echo chambers um, that don't actually produce truth they present some version of it um so, anyway, there's just something so powerful just about that first quote. And if you see all the other three quotes I put on the website, uh, metaphors.com backslash guest interviews dash cam, um, or sorry, backslash cam dash duty, you just go to guest interviews and you'll see his face and you just click on it. And you'll see I have four other quotes, and they all like kind of build on each other because it just he kind of talks about his drivers, never been satisfied for money, but his freedom. He talks about building startups, and it's about a truly great startup is not a straight line thinking. You got to be able to burn things down to rebuild them back up. Um, and then what was the other quote he had? Let's see. Oh, and yeah, he just talked about that. You know, eighty percent of people today in the startup world have the wrong reasons and you just got to start with your pure motive in mind have the right expectations being being willing to fail kind of know it's going to fail and um be willing to give something up 
you know, that you'll be ahead of those 80% people that are in there for the wrong reasons. So, um, God, I'm trying to think of my own personal story here, just so much of that journey of going on exactly what he's saying and trying to create that in myself, that desire to, um, yeah, live my life open-handed, live my life excited. Obviously, we, we, we close hand a handful of things, but they're just not as much as we think. All these things we think that we're just like cemented in aren't really that cemented. They're not that. They really aren't. We're one, they're just, they're either probably not that important or two, they're just not that. Actually, they really aren't. We say that we all we stand on this, but not really. But there are, there is always that small handful of things that we just matters most to us that we got like, this is a thing that matters to me. But then everything else, just start living and falling forward, figuring it out, meeting people, having different experiences. Just makes life so much more fun when you don't think you have it all figured out. So, um, yeah, that was such a such a journey for me in my late twenties and thirties, and I'm thankful I was put around people to really challenge that thinking in my mind and let me. You know, I, I can even admit today. I don't know if I told Cam this, but like it, early on, there's there's definitely days that he his personality, his way of thinking offended me. Because he was just so childlike in everything he did, he was just so excitable and trying new things, and sometimes it was great. And but, uh, um, yeah, I think he can. Uh, it was, but I, I now looking back, I value that mindset. Like, oh, I get why the, he was the way he was, or is the way he is. So, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, yeah, and I meant to put at the end here. So this is what I'm going to do is. Uh, a little surprise piece here. Uh, so I mentioned the beginning of our podcast. If you go back to episode 74, uh, my interview with Cam, I talked about the zipline day. So I'll end with this story. If y'all are interested in a little fun, little college story of mine. So one boring day, it was like winter time, early, yeah, late winter, early spring, you know, if any of you went to a, an SEC school when it's non-football season, there's just not as much action uh, happening. So you got to get creative on the weekends to find some fun stuff to do. So you know, it was like, yeah. So we it was a little chilly outside, and um, we found I can't remember. There was a platform on the tree already built in the back of one of our buddy's house. And we're just hanging out there, and it's it's kind of already early afternoon. Like it's not like it's like we had this replan this out. So it's it's we decided um, that we're going to build a zipline in this guy's backyard, and because there's already a, a platform like forty feet in the air, so we're going to build a zipline. And so we all like went to Home Depot, got ziplines. Some of us drove around trying to figure out like mattresses or something on the side of the road we can like land on. <laughs> you know, I think we found one, which we took out of somebody's like front yard, and I think they were leaving that for a friend to pick up or something <laughs> ridiculous. Like I don't know. There's some a lot of crazy stories that I think part of this story that. Uh, now looking back, I'm like, did that really happen? But anyway, um, so we're we're in the middle of the night, like, and and it's like the backyard is really not all of their backyard, like, so we're having to like go over a creek, and like, you know, it's on like public property, 
and we're so we're cutting down all these l- like little trees that might scrape our feet I guess is what we're thinking we didn't really think this very far so finally it's like late at night and we finally finish and somehow I don't know it definitely was no drawing straws it was like a consensus thing between like six seven guys in this backyard doing all this that I was the guinea pig which those of you know me that I guess that's kind of par for the course that's kind of a little on brand for me. So, um, how we got up to set the zip line, I think we used a ladder in the top of somebody's truck. So, somehow, I, I think we built pegs for me to get up there. So, I'm on top. So, the zip line's hooked up. And we kind of did this big countdown. And I like, in most zip lines, especially crappy little ones thrown together on the day of, you don't jump off. You kind of slide, slowly slide off so it, so it stays on the, the line. Like the, so the zip line, the zip actually stays on the line. So, but I jumped off. And of course, thankfully, we, we bought a pretty nice little zip. Because what happened was it came off the track and locked, stuck me on, you know, the little wheels on the on the on the track. It came off that, but it stayed on the zip. And so I'm literally, but it just stopped. And I go kind of like flying forward, but I'm holding on. Um and but I'm <laughs> I'm like three or four feet away from the platform, hanging there 40 feet in the air. And if any of you guys out there know people who or had friends in college, a group of guy friends, they're not, in this moment, they're not really necessarily prone to help in this situation. <laughs> what they tend to do, and this is what I'm guessing, you know, Cameron's on the ground, I guess, laughing on me. He showed up late. Um, so yeah, there's like six or seven guys not doing a thing while I'm hanging 40 feet in the air laughing, not doing anything, like falling on the ground laughing at me as I'm hanging there from the zip line. And I'm hanging and I'm like sitting there waiting for them to do something, but they didn't do it, of course. <laughs> so I have to somewhat reach back my foot and try to get back on this platform Granted, we didn't even really test out this platform. It just was in the tree. I guess that previous owners had like a tree house or something. So I'm trying to reach back, and I'm literally, like I'm barely getting there. And so if I get my foot there, then I could kind of reach up and grab the wire and I guess pull myself up, which after, like, it felt like five or ten minutes, but it's probably only one or two. I somehow did it, and I got back on, and I am like, <laughs> like looking on. I'm like, what were y'all doing? Y'all just sitting there laughing at me. But anyway, so that happened. It was fun, and then and then here, let me end the story with this. And so, eventually, a couple weeks later, somehow they get it back off the track, and instead of one of them jumping up, they called me, and got me back on there in the middle of the day, and I find the zip jump down the zip, and it starts going. And as it's going, and granted, we're going over a creek. We're going over little stumps that we cut 
And so there are little spikes in the air. Did not think this far because it wasn't the middle of the night when we did this. There are little spikes in the air. And the zip line doesn't go to the end of the zip because clearly we didn't have it tight enough. It starts dropping down, and I'm literally going through a minefield of wooden spikes jumping as the zip and somehow don't fall on one and it doesn't stab me in the side. And once again, funny laughing story, but yeah, that was a little bit of me in college. Um, fun little weekend. Got to get creative. Got to, you know, so now it's a fun story. So that's another reason why you should live life open handedly, excited to live, to eat what you kill, um, live free, die hard, I guess. <laughs> Uh, thankfully, I don't do that stuff as much anymore. Still love a good little dumb fun. I don't know. I guess I'm human or maybe just a dude. But anyway, I think I'm done. Make sure you rate and review the podcast when you get the chance. Check out mentorforge.com. Jump on the emailing list. I'm working to do that better, to stay in contact with y'all, provide meaningful content. Um, got a lot of great episodes already lined up for you coming this April and even into May. Really excited. Um, and, yeah, um, that, that's through podmatch.com if you wanted to. It's a really cool site that if, if you're a podcast host, recommend you jumping on. You can click that link in mentorforge.com. It's underneath my podcast drop down. I click on that. I get a little referral fee for that. So, anyway. <laughs> Can't believe that's been a long time. I that story. Anyway, appreciate y'all. See y'all next time. Thank you.